do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, From yeah. the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. It's a Thirsty Thursday, baby. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy, take over here on the Vicka, Theo, and Stone. Uh, Ken out. Jeanette Javier in. Hi. Stone Labanowitz in the house. Can I can I hear that that for the for the owls mm. for the owls one time from Jeanette? Who who motherfuckers? That's how that's how we got to get the can vibe you put going. Sounds on your tombstone. Uh, I maybe by the time it's it's our time to go. Yeah, maybe because that's the time. I, that's what I want. Oh my gosh! Here, ladies, Jeanette. Press his button. Boom. Hoot hoot. Uh, speaking of having audios attached with tombstones, which is not a direction I saw this show going <laughs> in uh, per se. Uh, well, we actually have some audios to tap into. Uh, back when this show was titled Ken Levick Alive, we had one of maybe the most popular segments that has now dissipated. It has faded off into the distance, but we are resurrecting it right up out of its own grave, resurrecting it. And bringing back to you the listening lunch here for the second hour on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, we will have Ken LaVica at some point. At some point. He hasn't been able to tap in yet. He just got back from Chicago. Uh, we're going to have part of this listening lunch be Ken listening back to that, let's just call it what it was, lethargic call at the end of FAU's win over Loyola out in Chicago at the Barstool, uh, Barstool Invitational. Ken is now back. He's rested his vocals He'll hop on here and he'll have some explaining to do and maybe a retry at the final call from the FAU win. Uh, but let's start. Let's start the uh, listening lunch. Before we do that, I got to show some love to uh, uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care because, I mean, without them, probably no show here today. Right there, Stone? You are damn right, my friend. Hey, folks, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain and need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. But first, visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Again, learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho let's get this show on the road with the listening lunch here on the vicar theo and stone i'm pumped for this one number one because it's been too long but number two there's a lot of a lot of good audios that came through that that i want to get some reactions to not just from uh, myself and you stone but jeanette javier because i haven't had a listening lunch with jeanette before this will be Mm-mm. fun We're embarking on a new journey. I'm locked in. We're embarking on a new journey here. I love adventures. Let's start off with the Miami Heat. We were talking about which teams um, out of the South Florida teams that made runs last postseason can replicate that. Uh, I believe the Miami Heat will do so. I think I see them back in the NBA Finals. I believe in Heat culture, them working things out, figuring out the right plan to make it happen again. Uh, But if they're going to do so, they're going to need a lot out of their guy, Tyler Hero. Must much malign this offseason. Uh, was in the middle of a revenge tour, scoring 25 points per game, but then last night in a win, suffers a right ankle injury. Here he is after the game on Bally Sports Sun. 
uh, talking about what it might take or how long it'll take for him to recover. Hanging in there, uh, you know, is unfortunate. You know, just spur of the moment, a, a floater, a shot that I shoot, you know, multiple times a game. Um, just unfortunate to land on his foot, and uh, I don't feel the best, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to get better. I'm sh- I'll be straight. Off the top Big. of that one, it does linger a little bit because of however you're going to respond. I imagine it's just a boatload of treatment over the next few days before you decide or, or told how long it's going to be. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Obviously, uh, probably a couple weeks, um, but just going to get my treatment, uh, stick to my routine, and I'll be back soon. That's Tyler Hero. Um, what's clear is that the Heat are going to go on another probably two, maybe even three-week uh, run without Tyler Hero here. They're 4-4. Four and four. They have some role guys already stepping up. Um, this honestly isn't doomsday, but I hate it for Hero because he was averaging 25 a game. He was looking like he was uh, trying to set the league ablaze and show them why he does have the value that we discussed about this offseason that it felt like the Blazers were tanking. Um, but for me, I think it's 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 now time. Let's let's see it from Jaime Jaquez Jr. Let's see it from Haywood Highsmith. Let's see it from the rotational guys who the Heat are going to have to lean on in the playoffs anyway. Uh, Eric Spolster will get a much better look at them now over the next two or three weeks. Yeah, I think with a 4-4 four and four record, this wasn't the time or it wasn't the part of the season where you needed Jimmy Butler to step up and carry the load, or at least you weren't expecting that to be the case. And Tyler was coming along. I think he came along later in a certain stretch of the season last year that gave us the confidence we needed and he even dropped out of that lineup and again Jimmy had to do that but eight games into the season for Tyler to be gone and for us I think it's even funny to talk about Jaime Jaquez has to be the guy who steps up for the Miami Heat this year and before the season even started you were actually the one on the show who was like I'm excited to see who steps up like who that person is going to be supposed typically known for having a guy come out of nowhere come out of a forest and being good and helping produce for this team Uh, bad news for uh, Tyler Hero sad day bad day yeah and, and and with Jeanette, you had a different optic on this because you're thinking, hey, what was the big uh, trigger point for the Heat in the postseason before they took off? And it was a Tyler Hero injury. That's what I was going to say. So I'm a diehard Orlando Magic fan, but I do root for the Miami Heat. And I was going to ask you, where did the Mi- where did the season end for the Miami Heat last season? Uh, in the NBA Finals. And who was not a major portion? Tyler Hero missed most of the postseason. Exactly. So I think they'll still be okay, but. Does it suck that there was this excitement of what could Tyler Hero be part of the Miami Heat? Yeah. yeah that's that that kind of sucks for Miami Heat the, fans. The difference is you got a year older Kyle Lowry, a year older Kevin Love. You don't have Max Struess or Gabe Vincent anymore. So there's a little bit of uh, there's a lack of depth in the guard rotation. You, you do have some, again, unheralded guys that, that have been stepping up. But uh, it's not the same exact roster, but it is the same front office. It is the same head coach. And you still have the same core with Jimmy and Bam. Bam, by the way, has been looking great through eight games. Jimmy, you know, he's still, I guess he set his alarm clock. He keeps hitting snooze. I'm waiting on him to wake up this regular season. But that's typical Jimmy. Maybe now with the Tyler Hero injury, we see Jimmy kind of come out of that shell. But but I think the smart part of Tyler Hero is recognizing his injury and saying now I got to step back a little bit. Yeah. So he comes back stronger and the Heat make that final end of the regular season push that they're always known to have. So better now than ever. Better now than ever. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to say? What? I mean, I'm just, of course, you got to take a step back. You got to realize hey, I can't, I can't put any weight on this foot. No, but I mean, I think that's a fair oh, assessment though. Oh my God. It, 
Ken, did Ken Levick in the flesh just walk in the studio? I thought he was going to call in via phone or hop in, what? tap in via via. Um, I, it almost feels, you know. I mean, we're we're, we're going. It feels you know, like a movie. You know, I took over, you know. Oh, Ken Levick is Ken out. Levick I see a spot for me. Bye bye. I'm just joshing you. I knew you'd be in here. <laughs> He's looking like a straight. So, this is so weird to see Ken just walk in here. We got no update from him. We had no clue what was happening. Yes, we're making sure he was safe. What? We're I also play by my own rules, kids. We are also oh. going live on social media as soon as possible with this gangster jumpsuit that yeah. Ken Levick is oh, rocking right now. Say, he looks like a little thotty with yeah. his little red jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always uh, look like a little thotty now today more than ever. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, where, where's she going? Oh, Jeanette's closing the door. Is your voice hey, okay, guys. man? How was the How was the uh, game? How was Chicago? Was the weather good? I mean, are you feeling in better spirits? I can tell it was cold. Were you excited about the layers. game and the dub last I, night? Let, let's go ahead. Fine. I know where this is headed because I heard it. <laughs> let's go ahead and hear the final call <laughs> of the first of what is likely going to be 38, 39, 40 FAU games in the 2023, 2024 season. Uh, in a game where FAU is the favorite, a number 10 team in the nation taking care of business. Sure. Let's hear the Final call of that game from the FAU Sports Media Network, you jackasses. Down to one second, there's the horn, and that's the final from Chicago. Florida Atlantic opens 2023-2024 with a 13-point victory. Number 10 FAU, 75. Loyola, 62. That's your final tonight from the Barstool Invitational. So that's what you call just a professional, a professional job of of uh, recapping the final score of the game. I sent Stone, by the way, just so you know, Theo, because mm. I know that you're the one triggering all this. <laughs> I sent Stone the entire two and a half hour game broadcast. Yeah. You know, uh, chock full of big highlights, like a seventeen to two first half run, an eleven zero run in that span, goal pushing the lead to nineteen in the second half. Plenty of energy. Plenty of hot stuff within yeah. that, uh, but the the final call of a a, a pedestrian thirteen point win, getting the job done, taking care of business, opening night of the season. You guys think that I should be calling it like the final four? I'm can, calling BS. Can I offer you some advice though? You sent them two and a half hours. What do you think Stone did? You think he went to like hour one with twelve minutes and he just went to the end and got your final call? What did you think he was going to do? I was looking for actually the Vlad Golden Hammer uh, early in that there second half. There were two of them. I'm talking about the big one, the the pick and roll heads out. Yeah. That's the one I wanted. I just couldn't find it, so yeah. obviously I resorted just to, to the, the final end. call. He just skipped to the that, end because Theo and I were working the great chef's tailgate last night yeah. by the roof. Oh, the chef's tailgate or the chef's tailgate. <laughs> Sit down. Chiefs. Don't come at me just because you Chiefs didn't do a good job game. last night, okay? <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, we have to look back and look at these fantastic highlights, and it's always the end-of-the-game call that are played over highlights. You could have delivered yeah. on what was such an anticipatory game for the FAU men's basketball mm. coming back well, into I- the Barstool Invitational, and that's what you delivered. I was one. like, Ken's better. You're much better than that. You didn't She's deliver mad, on what Owl fans deserved. Uh, so... I think here's what I think is happening here, Stone, and and also bleep off to you as well. Um, here's what I think is happening though: mm. is you guys have grown spoiled, yeah. with oh my, with my intense ability to capture no, the moment. I, I agree. Intense ability is that even a word? I I I, I just think that that <laughs> your sensibilities are all, and Ken is just gonna bring the house down. Yeah. But you know what? You gotta, you gotta read the room, and FAU basketball would agree. Dusty May would agree. What I'm about to say, 
FAU didn't accomplish anything last night. There was no trophy handed over. There's no celebratory hat, T-shirt. They didn't accomplish anything. They're one and zero. Let me be as they should be. Let he's me be gaslighting the whole no, situation. No, he's not. Let me be completely yes, honest with you, Ken. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. I think our expectations have been risen based off of what you've done in the past, or maybe last season in that, in that run. Aww. And what? No, what happened? What happened? I'm going to be honest. What happened? <laughs> was you sent me the full audio? I immediately went to the end thinking he was going to bring the thunder. Yeah. Like my expectations were we obviously got to get the final call, guys. They were like, yeah, I mean, go find it. And then I played it for the bunch, and we all looked at each other. We're like, oh, so it makes a lot of sense. Our expectations are way too high. I get it. I get it. It's game one. Oh I, I get it. Pro. No, you're disgusting Ken. me. Like, don't even. Glad you're back. Hey, thanks, pal. Hey, hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, we're doing how great. How you doing? You guys uh, sounded great. You guys sounded, uh, you sounded great as I was uh, coming from Boca. Did you hear Evan me. picking apart your call? Yeah, that's fine. Especially it, it, me here defending the FAU men's basketball as the first team in the year of South Florida to repeat essentially what they did. And then I was excited. To play your end call, and it's like, nope, uh, FAU won. Uh, it's cool look, to be home by. Another day in the office. Maybe maybe I'll pick it up Tuesday against Eastern Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I First off, I do appreciate you uh, while I was gone talking about me. Like, I don't care if you were yeah. ripping me apart. Thank you for talking yeah, about me. Keeping that name good, float. So thank you. They uh, talked about me too, chill. Is this the you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping speech? <laughs> That's about right. Uh, just call me Coach Salah. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, you're bold like him, so congrats. I am bald like him. He has more hair than Coach Salah. Yeah, he has way more hair. Yeah, yeah, but it looks more like a Chia pet. Like, just so, shave it off. You can't see oh. it right now. Uh, and I also have a very uncomfortable pimple on my nose, which, you know those uh, Indonesian-based volcanoes that occasionally just spew uh, volcanic ash occasionally? Yes. That's what's happening with this thing on my nose right now, except it's not ash. It's like uh, a bloody pus mixture. That and, like, every, every like hour or so, it just starts leaking. I don't even, like, press it or anything. So I think I might have some sort of a dermatological issue. But we'll figure that out later. That said, I cut my hair shorter than I usually do. Got the one and a half. Usually it's a two going with the one and a half. You know what? I, I think we're graduating to one and a half. I think we're starting to embrace like the bald it. over here. I was going to say, it looked yeah. like you had a haircut. Yeah. And I think uh, we're starting to embrace the bald. Yeah. Little, uh, little you, you, went, you went from 39 years old to like 34. Yeah. Uh, I think it took a few years off you. Yeah. Ew, no. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the, the more bald I get, the younger I look. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, it's truly, truly it a is, spectacle. It, it actually is a thing right now. I've been looking at more bald men than I have ever in so, my life. Did recently. me and Ken turn you on to that? No. <laughs> Uh, so how was, uh, I heard Evan. I'm glad you guys did that. I'm uh, glad I didn't have to talk yeah. to him. Uh, and then we got Tom Herman coming up at uh, 145. What do you guys want to do? I, 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 was, I have no idea well, what the plan here, How about is. two oh, things? And by the way, welcome back. I missed you. I miss you too. Okay. Am I a Disney adult? What does that mean? So apparently I embraced the Disney lifestyle and being a uh, fan, a huge fan of Disney is part of my personality. You've known me for 15 mm-hmm. years. Evan Cohen just said, I'm single. Why? Because I'm too good enough for everybody. Well, and then too good Stone enough. called me. Yeah, I don't think he said that. He did. Stone <laughs> said I was a Disney adult. A Disney adult is exactly what it sounds like. Well, wait, give me a, give give me a more concrete I'll definition. I'll give you a definition. Right. Okay, uh, so here it is from Wikipedia. A Disney adult is an adult who is a devout fan of the Walt Disney Company. Right. All right. Common hobbies of Disney adults include visiting Disney theme parks, collecting Disney mer- merchandise, cosplaying as Disney characters, and consuming content on the Disney Before Plus your response, here's my rebuttal. Service. One, I, ne- I go five, six times a year. I never pay for a ticket. I go when I want because I got people like that There's in my hometown of Orlando. No. Number two, I've been a fan of Marvel and, Dis- and Star Wars before the Disney acquisition. 
Three. Oh, I mean, even cooler. So you like the draft picks. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, we got, yeah. we're well, building on the future. Well, never mind. As long as your your cosplaying is Marvel and Star Wars, then hell. Uh, yeah, you got to pass. I've only cosplayed once, and it was a Darth Vader onesie at the, uh, the opening of Rogue One. And again, that was before the Disney acquisition. So, am I a Disney? Okay, pump the brakes. How many times have you cosplayed, Stone? Uh, zero. Ken, have you cosplayed? Any? No, never. I haven't either. It'd be so- Halloween when I was four years old. And, and, and Ken, I did ask Jeanette. I said, <laughs> did you have fun at least bringing your kids? Like, did your kids enjoy the Disney theme parks you went to? I go with my nieces sometimes. My niece but, and my but nephew. But no, you go by yourself with your other 30-year-old friends. She's a Disney adult. That's uh, fine. All right. Ken? I I don't find it to be I don't find it to be that jarring that uh judgy if grown-ass adults are going with other grown-ass adults to Disney as long as their interior decor of their home is not filled with Disney. If they're a grown woman or a grown man you need to walk into their room and there's a full-length poster of Snow White, then we have a problem. If you have uh, any of your dining ware, your plates, your silverware, your cups, if more than 50% of that is Disney Mm. branded, you have a significant problem and you're a flat-out loser and you probably need mental help. Uh, going to Disney five, six times a year, it is an amusement that park. That I don't pay for. I, 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 you're, there are rides. I don't think you're going for the full, oh, I need to be enchanted. Yeah. Like, no. I don't think it's that. It's like going to, you can go around the world at Epcot and you can say, I went to Disney, went to Disney, and you're getting bleep-faced. Like, that works too. Uh, and we I know, do. Jeanette, I mean, she's done that. I did it two weeks ago. So I don't <laughs> think that... A Disney adult is fine as long as you're not being a Disney adult while acting like a child. Yes. Fantastic. There's, There's a difference. There's I check out, so I am not a Disney adult. No, wait, stop. Ken never said you're not a Disney adult. He said there's levels to being a Disney adult, and you are a passable. You are a Disney adult that is we're comfortable with saying you're a Disney adult, and it's not an insult. This well, is me tapping the button because I'm very aggravated right now. I'm not a Disney yeah. adult. Ken? I don't think she's living on Disney Plus. I haven't seen the interior decor of her home, but I don't think that it is. Uh, it's got Moana you're cr- in the corner. You're creating new qualifications. <laughs> I gave you the qualifications. But the only one is that she's not strictly on Disney Plus. The only thing I have that is Disney. It doesn't even have Cinderella's face on it. It's a quote that says. A shoe can change your life, and it's above my closet. Okay, so you have Disney around. Oh. <laughs> so this might change the dynamic of this conversation yeah, a little bit. Cinderella is not even on it. It's a black and white plaque that says right. a shoe can oh, change your you have life. A, you have a Cinderella that is it. You just quote trumped yourself. Yes, you, just, you should have never told us that. Live, laugh, love Cinderella version oh right my there. God. And also, you did get into a fling on a dating app with somebody who had a roller coaster lover in their bio. Like that was your main attraction for this man. <laughs> Now, roller coasters are cool. Let's roller coasters like, are fine. I don't I think am, that's a deal breaker. To I be quite am honest. so sorry. I purposely mastered this guy because I know he would buy you all the drinks what? I uh, uh-huh. wanted. Um, but l- l- let me ask you this, Jeanette, uh, uh-huh. Theo Stone. This is important, and I'm glad we brought up Disney because this from the New York Post. I saw this earlier this week. Riders at Disneyland and Disney World have been defecating while standing in line, according to witnesses who reported the grotesque site on social media. <laughs> Disney guests can wait in line for Rise of the Resistance, the Star Wars-themed attraction, for more than an hour and a half, according to the Q Times website. On Reddit, there are photos of people defecating in line, adults mm. and kids, while standing in line for hours at a time oh. at Disney World. Have you ever seen anything like this, Jeanette? No, because I don't wait over 30 minutes. That's the thing. 
that's the thing, and I think that goes to theme park etiquette. We may have to ask Tom Herman about this. How long is too long to stand in line at a theme park, oh. whether it's Disney, whether it's Universal? Because yeah. if I see something that's over 45 minutes, I'm out. I'll come back next time or I'll wait till the park is close to, to, to closing. I refuse. Or you go during the parades. My time's too valuable. Or the parades, sure. Um, how long is too long? Uh, I, I, for me, personally, I would say I, w- I don't I actually hate Disney parks or theme parks, not Disney parks. For that very reason, I don't like lines. I don't like waiting in line for anything. I don't if I'm getting a coffee, if I'm getting some food in a drive-through. If, if a line's a too long, I'm avoiding it. I definitely am not at this age waiting in line for a club. For a club, yeah, it's yeah. not happening. Oh, I, I refuse. I will not and go to a club. Yeah. That's why I knew all the promoters. As far as the I hate park and rides, I'm I'm willing to go an hour, sit, to chat with my sick. people, con- converse sound, with, with other people in line. And you know, poop in your pants. Small talk. You know, I'll try my best not to just dedicate <laughs> myself, but I, I give it an hour, hang out with my peeps. What I'll say is being a parent is hard, and sometimes you have bathroom emergencies, all that stuff. Um, uh, one, you better damn well try to squeeze whatever out of your kid you can before you're going to bring them in line for like an hour, because uh, that's just being dumb if you don't. That's, uh, that's putting you in a bad situation. You're not planning ahead. But if you're an adult and you're doing the defecating to the theme park, prison. Jeanette, yep. do you Prison and your time. friends wear like depends, like diapers? So Adult you, diapers. You defecate yeah. yourself yeah. in line. Is that like the, the pro thing to do? Who cleans <laughs> you up too? That's the Disney. Who cleans yeah. you up afterwards? Are you question. making an old Minnie job? Mouse? No, I'm like for you guys, wow, like the adults so who don't want to leave the line. I turned 33 next week, and you're pulling a depends line. I'm asking what? if any of your friends Plus wear you know, depends the at mm-hmm. the theme parks. No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I told sure. you, I don't wait in line for more than 30 minutes. Because you've got a fast pass. Because you're a Disney adult. I don't pay for uh oh, there's a sign falling on you. Uh, is is Jeanette a Disney adult? Depends. <laughs> I I don't miss being here. Thank you. As the sign keeps falling. What on is me. happening right now? You have she, signs falling she on you. Knocked over the the ESPN 106.3 backdrop we have here. Just lean it up. This is a disaster. Can, put the, put can, the bag on we were in the midst of a listening lunch. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I talk about prize picks and then we can get to yes. the listening yes. lunch? You're a genius. All right, let's do that. Prize picks. Don't have to stand in line because you can sit in your home, the comfort of your couch. Get on the app. Use the promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 and play the best damn daily fantasy on the planet. Prize picks. Tonight, you got NFL. And let me tell you this. When you got the Panthers and the Bears, throw the record books out, uh, throw your life out the window, but also uh, you're going to need some juice to, to, to lock into this game because I can't watch that with my two own eyes without them bleeding profusely. Price I need a little picks juice. is like reason number one to watch this game. Yeah, I would, I would argue it's the only reason unless yeah. you're Tyson Bajan's father. Uh, so, so prize picks, promo code KLV, double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Win yourself some money because the Panthers, the Bears, Amazon Prime, they're all wasting your time tonight. You know what's going to make it worthwhile? Winning some whole American currency on prize picks. Promo code KLV, double that deposit up to $100 with prize picks. When we were Turn the listening lunch comes back. Maybe Ken even takes over and starts doing the transitions because I've been staking at it. We'll I don't see know the happens. sound. I have no idea what we're doing. You we'll take see it. what You're happens. <laughs> That's Nola Banowitz. It's Ken Levicka, Jeanette, Javier. It's a full house on Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, Jeanette, 
and Ken with Theo Dorsey here, Levicka Theo and Stone on a Thirsty Thursday. We got Ken back in the studio. He's fresh off his trip from Chicago. And I got to ask you, uh, Ken, what's today, a Thursday? Is it Thursday? It's Thursday. Yeah, it is. It's Thursday, oh. yeah. Thursday, November 9th, six days before my birthday. Oh, how are you feeling Ooh. today? Oh, well, happy early, bro. I'll, I'll tell you on your birthday. It's my mom's birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, Theo's mom. Uh, Ken, mm-hmm. how are you feeling today? Like, how are you feeling generally? If you had to pick one word. Uh, uh, let's just go with... Uh, so tired. I, let's just go with jet lag. Tired. I'm not jet lag. I'm just from Central Time Zone to Eastern Time Zone. That'd be pathetic. Would I be I going out on a limb? <laughs> would I be going out on a limb to say you're not horny? <laughs> I'm not. Okay, great. Because today apparently is technically a, an okay day to be horny. Do you want to get some advice from none other than Stephen A. Smith on what's the best day to be horny? Jesus God, man. Because he's got sure. it. He's got yeah. it. Here it is, Stephen A. Smith, as we continue the listening lunch on the Stephen A. Smith oh my show, God. Uh, letting you know ESPN. what's the worst day of the week to be horny, what and it's not Thursday. Doing? Big C. It's called at its underscore B-I-G-C. He writes, Stephen A. Worst day of the week to be horny. Worst day of the week to be horny to me is Sunday night. Because <laughs> chances are most people got to work Monday morning. And the week hasn't started yet. And a lot of times you want to get, you want to relax, wind down and enjoy the end of the weekend before you get into the muck and mire, the, the, the hustle of the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to do what you're going to do several times a week, but the worst day to be Good assumption. horny is Sunday. Mm-hmm. The best day is a Friday and Saturday night. Guy knows ball. And of course, because is, Friday and pointy. Saturday, she's looking to go out uh-huh. in most instances. Uh-huh. And if you go out, it's been a wonderful evening, and then you want to close. So Wait for this. Close. As <laughs> in C L O S E. Just in case you had any doubt. Not C L O T H E S. You want to close. That's closing. All right. <laughs> so, of course, of course. What With the- that, where you're using that word, he means pointy. Just uh, you're feeling pointy things on your head. Yes. Uh, what I what I will say. Uh huh. You know what makes me feel unstimulated, untingly, mm-hmm. unaroused. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> from Stephen A. Smith. When Stephen A. Smith is telling me about close, close, mm. not C L O T H E S. C-L-O-S-E, close with your woman. That, to me, that's inverted. Yeah. That's horrific. Yeah. It's going against what a nightmare. Brain. I'm not stimulated at all. But, uh-uh. uh, and no. I think he's quite wrong. Personally. In fact, I feel sterile. I feel, I feel sterile. <laughs> Sorry, Vivi. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, I had that vasectomy. I get the results if it worked. Tomorrow. Oh my God. Wow. I have a big old party on the show. We come to like a big fat zero. Oh, yeah. Snap. That's right. All right. Let's yeah. go. Well, that's something to celebrate. Maybe, what if what if I get good news on that and we get coffee pods on the same day? Yes. <laughs> in West Palm. Yes. My God, we're having a party. Jeanette, come on in. Yes, Championship go. parade. Let's go. Championship parade. Um, Hello. Championship parade. <laughs> this is uh, the year of so, South Florida. Part two starts with Ken. That will be the continuation of the year of South Florida. Yeah. Your woman wants to go out and close. Speaking of that, we'll close this segment because close. when we come back, we're bringing in a man that knows a lot about closing uh, football games, that is. Tom Herman, head coach, FAU football. Uh, I know it went, good transition. I, thank you. Thank That's you. Good. I've been learning from the best. Oh, smooth. Close. We, br- 
So excited to we, have him. As Ken says, we, we <laughs> preach that owl propaganda when we come back. Tom oh, Herman coming in, and uh, we're going to close, and hopefully it's not a Sunday evening where you – Sunday night. Where you can't be uh, you can't be a little too horny. Touch it. That's the most, honestly, sometimes. Kissing. It's Levick at the end of Stone on uh, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Lavica Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. A Thursday... Here on the Theo and Stone, a full house for the first time. Jeanette Javier making her debut here. Um, I'm Theo Dorsey, and we did bring Ken Levicka back. We brought him back, and he looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, it's it's just a red FAU jumpsuit. It's team issued. I I think it looks good. I don't know. You look like a little thotty. <laughs> a little thotty. That's right. A zaddy? <laughs> no, no zaddy. Thotty and oh, zaddy thought. are two different things. <laughs> My oh, apologies. Wow. Like almost polar opposite. Uh, exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> God. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. He is the head coach of Florida Atlantic football. The Owls looking to get to 500. Three games left to go. We have East Carolina on Saturday, 4 o'clock, FAU Stadium on Howard Stellenberger Field. It is time now to push some Owls propaganda with FAU head coach Tom Herman here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, coach, I, I want to start with this. When when you have a you have a a game where you're not able to close it out, you come scintillatingly close to picking up a win like you did at UAB, but things don't go the way you wanted too late. When you're facing your team the next couple of days, and you always talk about short memories, are you monitoring some guys, their demeanor, how quickly they're able to bounce back? What does a head coach do in that spot? Oh yeah, it, that that was a hard one. I mean, we're I'm not going to sit here and, and say that one didn't sting maybe a little bit more than, than others one because we knew that um, our, our best would be good enough that we, we didn't need them to screw anything up There's, as long as we went and, and played our best uh, that we could win that game and um, unfortunately you know as our, our back-to-back road games and um, you know they're coming off their bye week at home you know teams since 2016 are uh, only have a 30% winning percentage um, anywhere in the country uh, at any division one level uh, going back to back road games. And then your opponent having a, a bye week. So we knew that the chips were stacked against us and um, it, it was hard because we had put ourselves in a position uh, to be one of only five teams remaining um, down this home stretch with a legitimate chance at, at playing in the conference championship game. And, um, we, we didn't, uh, we didn't hold up our end of the bargain and, uh, that it, it hurt knowing that when the, the buzzer hit zero, that, um, we weren't going to have a chance to, to win our conference, but, uh, we've still got a ton left to play for. And, um, you know, it on the bright side, if there was one, it, it is the fact that we go down 21, 21 points, 
the way that we did maybe playing the worst half of football complimentary that, that I'd been around offense, defense, and special teams. Um, and then on the second play, you know, you get everybody settled down in the locker room, you get, get the confidence levels back up, and you go out in the second play, uh, the second half, you throw a pick six, and you're down 21. And um, in in my glasses half full moments, which are, are very few and far between, um, you know, I, I wasn't around here in previous years. I've only been here 10 months, but uh, I've, I've heard enough to, to know that we're changing and, and growing as a team that in, in years past, if a team had fallen down on the road by 21, uh, that, that might've been a landslide and, and, you know, might've had issues on the sideline, but I mean, I've heard it all yeah. on, on things. That, I would co-sign with what you've been told on that. Yeah. And so the, the fact that we did, I mean, claw battle, scratch, fight our way back to taking the lead. I, I, I do not want to take anything away from our guys and, and the way they did that. But as a coach, uh, we shouldn't have been there to begin with uh, in that position. And then obviously uh, if we get there again and do get a seven-point lead, we can't be surprised with how well we're playing and then get our you-know-what's puckered up and, and don't go perform uh, well in the last six minutes. Levicka, Theo, and Stone with Jeanette Javier hanging out with us today here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, FA. and are you, are you really wearing an all-red, like, tracksuit? Like, I'm just, i got this awful picture in my head, Ken, right now. Uh, and it's, it's hard to get out. It's hard to even have, like, a serious conversation with uh, you, you know? So, so this is, I mean, this is, this is the at least start of the year, FAU basketball travel right. uh, Adidas outfit. We are a basketball school. We yeah. are. So, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, I... Uh, Tom Herman's words right yeah. now, not Ken Levicka's. Uh, I have higher ups that, that that would be speaking to me about that. So, so a little insight though, Coach. Speaking of red, all red. If Howard Schnellenberger was still with us and he was still associated with FAU, and he saw anybody associated with the football team wearing red. That would have actually caused him to decease. He hated the color red. Mm. FAU never yeah. wore red until he was not the head coach, and I still don't know the reasoning for that. But that was a real well, thing. He he didn't it, the, the way it ended at Louisville and yeah. Oklahoma was probably uh, left some visions of red uh, yep. it, it, a bad taste in his mouth. So I, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. So so that was uh, th- things definitely uh, the, the, the palette changed from a, a color perspective. I want to ask you, Kodak Black, who you brought into the locker room uh, to, <laughs> to meet guy, that's, that's your guy. That was an icon moment in FAU sports. And it went viral and the guys loved it in the locker room. He is now performing in the student tailgate before Saturday's game game against East Carolina. Let me ask you, how how locked in, how keyed are you into the scene? I know you have college age, high school age kids. How much do you lean on them for things of this manner? Uh how how tuned in are you to this whole scene, coach? Well, if it's if it's any um indication, I've got a 19-year-old daughter that's a sophomore in college at the University of Texas and uh she has not visited us uh, in Boca yet, and uh, she just so happens to her and her boyfriend want to come out here this weekend to see her dad's team play. Uh-huh. So I, I, I'm uh, I'm guessing there, there's a little coincidence in there, but no, I'm I'm really tuned in. I'm I'm proud uh, that Kodak has kind of chosen us as as his uh, unofficial team to to root for. I know Palm Beach County is is going to honor him as 
as well they should. And, and they asked him, where do you want to be honored? He said, I want to be honored at an FAU football game. And it was his idea to have the free concert. I mean, he, this, this thing, and I'm proud of, of, of our university for, I mean, this is a massive undertaking, especially for a place with the resources that we have uh, to get this put together in two weeks. Uh, was was really really impressive. So I'm excited about it. I know our recruits are, and you know, I'm a lot better coach when we got really good players. So um, anything and everything that touches recruiting is important to me, and and this is one of them. And uh, he's one of us now, and and always has been, being from right down the road and uh, in Broward County. But uh, we're we're excited that he chose us for sure. Coach, just tell him to pipe down in your pregame speeches, though. He was kind of interjecting, <laughs> trying to throw. <laughs> that not, it, it took me. Every uh, I know not to, not to bust out laughing or rip his ass. One of the two. <laughs> awesome. Hey, coach, you mentioned a second ago you used the phrase your glass half full moments are few and far uh, between. I'd imagine one of those, though, is Mr. Uh, Lejonte Wester, Ooh. number one. Um, just talk to what Best kind of kid he is, what he means to the school, and is he a Sunday guy? Sunday. Guys, I'm, I'm just telling you, okay, we. We, we had a meeting. We don't normally have team meetings on Thursdays. And it, it just, there, there was a play in the UAB game that a, a, a kid missed. And it was, he missed it all, all week in practice. And he wasn't doing it right. And he was coached. And I, I just needed to make a point about practice and, and, and the, the reality of, of game or practice habits becoming game reality. And, and that hasn't sunk in. And I said, Do you think LeJonte Wester? Is just talented. Do you think he's just lucky? Do you think he? Oh, he's got an offense. Maybe he's best friends with the offense coordinator who's guruing up all these plays. The answer is no. And I threw up his GPS data at, from practice. And this guy, I don't want to get into it. I know we don't have time, but his player load at practice, he averages over 600 player load, which uh, is volume. You know, it's got a lot of metrics in it: volume, yards, uh, intensity of those yards. The average uh, skill position guy uh, is about 400, and I've seen him hit 1,000 um, in, in a game on that player load number. And so, long story short, he is our, by far our hardest practicer. And so it is no secret as to why he's having the year that he has. He goes so freaking hard, and he is so good. Um, and to answer the last part of your question, I definitely have to go on record and saying. He will play in the NFL. It just won't be next year um, because he does have another year of eligibility <laughs> left. Uh, and uh, and he would tell you because of this, the scouts have told him, you know, he's never going to run a four two nine, guys. But he's five foot ten, one hundred and seventy eight pounds. And so if if you're going to be that size, uh, you if for that league, you, they they want like you know world class speed and. But what he has is he's got grit, he's got determination, he's got a great football IQ, and um, I'm excited for, for these next three games for him, but, but also excited for, for his future and, and FAU's future as well. Coach, thank you as always. Lejante Wester, too. That guy, he is, and now the numbers prove it fully. He's the best receiver in FAU history, and he is the best receiver in the country right now as well. Coach, go get him against East Carolina on Saturday. Thanks for hanging out with us again. All right, thanks, guys. Go out. FAU head coach Tom Herman. That's Theo Dorsey. Jeanette, thanks for coming in. It it was good to see you. Stone LeBanowitz, I'm Ken LaVica. Talk to you tomorrow. LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Bye-bye.